This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys, and welcome to this episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. I say experience review. I don't even know the name of the show. X, X, X. You're just thinking of Twitter, dude. Is anyone going to call it X? No one's going to call it X, are they? That's a tough one. It's like Prince's name, formerly (laughs) known as Twitter. Yeah. All right, who That's do we have this week, be. bro? Well, first off, I want to give a shout out to uh, Gavin Newsom in California. Okay, why? Uh, he there was an article written about him because uh, there was an interview recently where he said that he was quite disturbed that he found out one of his sons was listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh, and I would just like to say, hey, Gavin Newsom, why is that? Because maybe your son's going to find out you're a corrupt fucking politician. Mm. How about that? Mm. How about He's that, a good bro? talker. He's a good talker. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have opinions about a lot of things, podcasts especially, and Joe Rogan especially, and they don't know anything about the guy, and they just have assumptions, and that's just, just sad. Open your minds, people. Well, to be fair, Joe's talked quite a lot of shit about Gavin Newsom, but... You know, if you had lived in California during COVID, like, you would hate that guy, too. Yeah. Like, I would imagine, because he is a complete doofus. Doofus. I'm not a fan. All right. Well, I don't know much about him. Hopefully his son is also listening to this, and I just want to say, well done. Well done, young Newsom. Mm-hmm. Expand your mind, baby. Love that. All right. So we got Alex Berenson. Let's go. He sued Twitter, not X. Oh, but he buddy. Sued it, got back on. Only person ever to do that. Love that guy. And it worked, right? He got back on. Yeah, got back on. Francis Ngannou, former UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. One of the hardest hitters, punches of all time. He's got a big fight coming up with Tyson Fury. Can't believe that they put this together, honestly. Yeah. And wow, it's going to be interesting. And then... I thought we'd finish up with uh, Kurt Angle. Okay, buddy. Legendary wrestler. Awesome stuff, buddy. WWE, yep. Awesome stuff. Wow. Let's get into Berenson. I have a lot of notes about Mr. Berenson, and he is Let's a go. Controver- controversial figure, but... Oh, by kinda... the way, I bought his book. Okay, uh, the, mar- the one about marijuana? No, no, no. The oh, pand- Pandemia? Pandemia? Oh, pand- yeah. Pandemia. Pandemonium. And um, I I got through maybe like 50 pages of it. Dude, it's good. It's super interesting. It's so well written. He's a very good like investigative journalist. You can just yeah. tell by reading this. Like, you know, some people you hear talk and he's just like, I don't know. Like maybe this guy's a dummy or whatever. 
I like the more Alex talks and comes on, the more of a fan I am. Mm. And yeah, I like the fair, guy too. Like suing Twitter, hard work. Now he's like suing Pfizer and the White House. This guy thinks he he's, he's taking suing on Biden, world, dude. dude. I thought it was against Biden, Berenson versus Biden. Yeah, I think you're right. Think so you're right. anyway. Give me, give me, give me something. What are you, what are you thinking of this? Guy? Well, I was looking him up again because, uh, I guess what I was going to start with is it's unfortunate that as soon as people make an assumption about someone, it's just like out the door. Like they just can't seem to open their minds and try to listen to them again. You would think that people would start listening to this guy after half of what he said became true, you know? Right. I mean, exactly. It, it's it's just crazy. And yeah, how does that not give him massive credibility now? And after listening to the guy, he's been on Rogan what three times now. We we've heard him recently, right? When yeah, he was least. suing Twitter, and uh, I would say that he, he seems to be someone who's just looking for the truth. And I, I don't know whether or not he uh, everything he's saying is true, obviously, but you got to look into these things. I mean, he's an events investigative journalist. He wrote for the New York Times for a decade, right? At least the guy's not an idiot. Um, he seems to just want to know the truth. And, you know, I, I feel like giving people, giving kids the vaccination this mRNA vaccination makes absolutely no sense. I, I don't think it is a good idea for kids to take this. And that's all he really started saying from the from the get-go. Yeah. He's more worried about kids than adults, right? It's like anyone past 65, yes, should get the mRNA vaccine, vaccine especially if they're overweight. All of these things make sense. It doesn't seem like this well, guy the, has an this agenda. This was the thing. They put everyone in the category. If you said that anyone shouldn't get it at any age, you're an anti-vaxxer. Not, you never had the choice to, you know, the option because the narrative was so heavy-handed about right. everyone should get it. It was never like the people most affected should get it first, which is always how things should go. Right. The people most at risk should get the help Absolutely. first. Absolutely. Women and children to the boats first. There's a reason why this stuff goes like this. And then you work your way down, right? But yeah. also, what's the cost benefit? Like if you're in a range where you're not going to get sick at all, the statistics are so low, <clears throat> then probably don't get it. And that's okay. And that should have been encouraged. But it just wasn't even close. Dude, I just heard today on the news, they were like talking about, oh, yeah, all pregnant women now should get the new booster. No. Like the CDC recommends this. Mm -mm. No, I, I mean, come on. If if Pfizer, if the new Pfizer CEO doubles his pay after the coronavirus, is that not a, a, a teeny red flag? Dude, the worst parts were there's like audio and interview recording of the guy that runs Pfizer saying, hey, we're not doing this for profit. We're going to charge like a menial amount we're going to do it through the government. This is about helping people. This is about an emergency. We're here to help. Yeah. A hundred billion dollars later. That's what Pfizer's saying. That's what right Pfizer's now? saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hmm. hey, if they had made a hundred million, 
I would say, hey, that's still a shitload of money, but probably like about as much as it costs to like make the drug in the first place. Yeah. So they made their money back and they could pay their employees. Like good for them. Yeah. And hopefully they did good research. The fact that it was a thousand times more than that, dude. Yeah, there's something. Like, what there. are we talking here? There's something there. And 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 also the fact that Berenson says he doesn't believe a lot about what you know, a lot of what RFK says. I appreciated that because that to me, you know, he's not just a full on anti-vaxxer. He just is scared no. of the mRNA vaccination, which is a newer model of vaccines that got rushed into production. We should all be scared yeah, because and, we don't know what it's going to do. This is a good example of like team anti-team mentality, right? It's like you get take take one side or the other, the left or the right. What they're trying to do is gang up on the other side. So it's like anyone that agrees with me even a little bit, like I'm full on with them and they're on our team and we agree with everything. What he's showing is, hey, you know, RFK has some good points, yeah, but I don't agree with him on everything and I don't need to because I'm an independent thinker yeah. and there are some elements of what he says that don't mesh with me and that's okay, right? Yeah, I mean, Whereas he's a pretty conservative You take dude. some sides or you take the media, like regular standard media, for example, they're going to say, agree with everything that we're saying and you've got to be on board 100% and, and that's just the end of it. It's like there's there's no like free thinking within this narrative. Mm. So it, yeah, it's nice to see like you can be open to it. Just because you like one element of one person doesn't mean you agree with everything about them. Right. Yeah, it's like you, you. Why do we have to pick sides? Why can't we have an honest debate about stuff? And I, and I've ran into this with one of my best homies, my best friend, who I've known since seventh grade. Okay, we're going on like thirty years of friendship, and he works in a hospital, and he is so pro-vax, which I get, but he also was in a hospital every day where people were dying left and right, and they couldn't fill up. They didn't have enough room for dying people. Now. I didn't have that experience. So he is so pro-vax that he's like, dude, the vaccine saved us all, man. You you do, you weren't in the hospital every day where people were dying every day all all day long. And I said, you're right. I, I, I wasn't there. I don't know what to say. But do you agree with giving vaccinations to children? I asked, I asked him that specific question. He said, absolutely. So again, those, you know, I'm no doctor, obviously, but I'm not giving my kid the mRNA vaccination. Not going to do it. I, the, I don't think the fight ever was that I need, like, I would want other people to think in another way. I'm, my girlfriend is like full on yeah. with vaccines and, and yeah, yeah. supports it and thinks and is sure it helped people and all these things, you know? Yeah. It, like, okay, good. Think the way that you think. The problem is, it, it's just the fact that that whole group of people enforced that thinking on everyone else and then demonized them. Right. We, they, it wasn't happening the other way around. I mean, it wouldn't matter to me what side of any argument I would be on. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm just watching two groups fighting, I don't even care what the subject is. <clears throat> if yeah. one group is forcing it on the others and, like, making them stay home or not have a job or blah, blah, blah. I'm more inclined to go on the other side. Yeah. It's, it's Agreed. often that's a, a freedom issue. The fact that so many things lined up that showed that it, you know, wasn't necessary for younger people. 
you know, masks weren't slowing things down. I, you know, social distancing didn't really help statistically. Right. You know, closing restaurants that were that had the option to be o- eat outdoors yeah. went out of business. I know, but that, I, know? it's it's such a sad thing, and we we definitely did a lot of things wrong, and we can't turn back. But it is frustrating to see that we're still full on. I mean, I was in Safeway the other day and I heard over the loudspeaker, make sure to get your vaccination for COVID. And it's like, really? We're still, we're still pushing vaccines right now. Seems Uh, to be pushed all freaking day long. And okay. For the people that are unhealthy and 65 and over. Okay. And maybe overweight, but why can't we, and Joe always talks about this. Why can't we talk about healthy diet, vitamin D, vitamins, nutrients, supplements, yeah. go for a walk every day. Hello? Yeah. Hello. But, all right, so what else but should yeah, we go if into? You're, if you're old, get it. All right. So, if you're old, if you're overweight, in, 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 you know, it might help. might help. But everyone else, like, that's your choice. Do what you want. Alex is not down for the UAP reports. What did you think about mm. that? He's not mm. feeling it. He thinks it's bullshit. Well, maybe it is. The aliens have come here. Maybe it is. I mean, again, he seems to, you know, he has a lot of opinions, obviously, and he follows through with his thoughts and opinions because he's a journalist. Hey, man, I mean, I think there's other life out there, but I see his point when he when he says, like, why why would they care about us, right? Like, why would they care about us? Dude, or they or why? How it could they crash? Or how could they crash in a desert? That one's that one is a little bit interesting. You'd think if you're so advanced, how do you just crash in a desert? You well, know? it's it, what's more compelling to me is what he said about how do you crash and they don't come and get you. Mm. It's like yeah, we no don't one's leave. helping you, dude. We don't leave people anywhere. No, and we're kind of. Like, let's say, for example... You gotta bring that that body home, dude. Yeah, they're this non-emotional, like, species that isn't, like, all about war and greed and all these different things. You would assume they still would have... Empathy. Like, compassion. Yeah. Love. Yeah. And, like, dude, we don't like to leave people anywhere. So they could just come down, fucking beam that alien body right back up, but... (laughs) Beam it up. I don't know. Beam it up, dude. Unless, unless maybe they're just like organic drones, and then right. you know the real aliens don't really give a shit about it. It's just like <laughs> it's just a you know biological, you know clone drone. It's like nah, leave it there. It's not important. We'll make some new ones. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it, not everyone has to believe in this stuff, I guess. And and it, it sounds like Joe a little bit is getting less and less inclined. He's he's kind of thinking it's just the government having some crazy dope ass technologies, which scares me more than aliens, mm. honestly. Yeah. Because I'm like, how long until another country gets this? Right. And right. then I, you know, if these things can go that fast, not interact with matter, could it just like zoom around a s- city and just like smash into everybody and kill them all instantly? Like how powerful <sighs> could these things be? It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I, I personally think we have the technology to have free power and they're hiding that from us, you know, and they've been hiding that since Tesla. Yeah, uh, so they're Tesla clearly, guy. they're clearly Tesla hiding guy. other things, you know, I love, dude, did you see that? Oh, I can't think of uh, the, the comics name. 
I think I sent this to you uh, via the Insta. But uh, it was about how he's like, really? Y'all don't believe in any conspiracy theories? Really? He's like, the government is is in control of every single person in this country. He's like, I have one son, and I lie to that motherfucker all the time. It's yeah. Like, he has one per- one person. So good. It's so, so good. good. So good. But I liked it a lot. I had a few more yeah, notes about lib- liberal kids being really depressed all the time. That That clicked with me. It made a lot of sense. You know, it's like you got well, this yeah, huge it, it pandemic like s- of unhappiness. 70% of Democrats think the government should ban false speech on the internet. Right? <sighs> so that kind of leans into it. It's like they're so, so like that goes against freedom of speech. Yep. That's a really bad precedent. The First set. Amendment, people. First Amendment. Dude, think about it this way. It's only false speech to you imagine if like the republicans were in fully and controlled the media what you're gonna want them to shut your speech up like no one can control this it's not how it works so they're constantly worried and they're worrying their own kids and it's creating like just this generational kind of transmission of neurotic thinking i mean those poor fuckers man well, and like Berenson said, we already have a government that's been trying to hide truth for since forever, pretty much since the forties mm-hmm. that we know of, you know, there's these secret rooms happening in the Rockefeller center while, you know, wars are going on. So this has been going on for almost a hundred years now. They don't want no us doubt. to know the truth. How are you going to get the truth out? If you can't, if you don't have freedom of speech, the first amendment guys, you would think Democrats would be the harbingers of of wanting this. And it seems to be going the other route. Like Republicans are for freedom of speech. It's a very strange time that we live in. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta get the truth out. And you know, it is, it is a tough, I have a hard time thinking what's right for Twitter, AKA X, because I don't want to see hate speech. I get that. But I also believe that if, some haters want to come and talk at a school. They should be allowed. And you know what? They should be allowed to get heckled and punched in the face, too, because that's fucking fun to watch. That'd be good. <laughs> you know? Everyone should least, be allowed to at speak. At least a pie. Something. Smack them with a pie. Something. Damn Nazis. Definitely hit them with something. Well, you know, Alex, it was interesting. He talked about working at the uh, New York Times. Mm. And he was like, honestly, like, before Trump went into office there was far more journalistic integrity than there is now. Mm. And it was like somewhat based on so much hate for him that things just kind of like went off the rails. You know, he was like often told what he should write about. Like, hey, this is a good story. Follow this up. There's an agenda. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so much like editing of the work. Mm. And, you know, now he's saying why he had to leave. It's just like, yeah, they just, they have to control everything. Well, now he's just doing and everything it, on Substack, right? Most. It makes you think, like, who is so afraid and why? Like, you know? Well, I haven't looked at a New York Times in years, but I know their website, you know, who's, well, who's funding read, their website? I only read the Poser newspaper <laughs> in Bozeman. Daily Poser. Days. DailyPoser.com, folks. We'll put a link to the... 
All right, you got anything else for Berenson, man? That was a great talk. I would I would definitely highly recommend this one. It was controversial, you know. It it he's really it's just good. it's just an open minded conversation and but he's not really controversial. He just is because they've made him that way. He's he's like his own kind of freedom right. fighter. And I hope other journalists step up and do that. And I love that they all kind of are starting to take care of each other as well. I mean, you've obviously heard about what Russell Brand is going through. Mm-hmm. So we know Russell's making <clears throat> some great videos online and doing like quasi journalism. Been know, killing it. More presenting, but he's doing great. And the the way he presents it is amazing. He's so articulate. He thinks so quickly. He's very clever. Right. I love his perspective on how he puts things together. And then it seems like unless there is something that really happened, there's just this, you know, orchestrated event. And, you know, let's not get too conspiratorial, but there's a few players in place, and especially in England, that have put effort into demonetizing him on YouTube, which has happened immediately, even though he's not been found guilty at all. You know, these are just accusations. And, you know, he's paying the price for it. And They're trying to bring him down. Look, dude, nobody was saying anything about who he was when he was just doing silly movies that were all quite funny. Right. I mean, it really highlights something like <sighs> bad and i love that so many reporters have come out to kind of have his back because you know reporters are basically like detectives anyway so if there was something to the claims that are being laid out yeah like i don't think these reporters would be cool with russell brand being this kind of predator like they've set it up yeah like they've set him up to be and they're they're seeing what it is. And people have also referenced, like, that is one of the best plays to put on someone. If you call someone, like, a sexual predator, dude, you can't wash that stain off. Mm. So it's, it's, it's like well, a good I hope play it, for these people to shut guys like him up. I really hope all of this, all these accusations come out as un, being untrue. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But people don't like the truth. You know, powerful people do not like the truth because it messes with their bottom line. Yeah. All right, buddy. You want to get in? You want to get into the man, the the big man, the fighter? Yeah, Francis Ngannou. Mr. Francis. Let's go. Let's go. Have you ever seen Francis fight? You don't even know who he is, do you? I didn't know who he was until I listened to him today, but I did see the photo of him and Tyson Fury together, and holy shit, I can't believe how much. Bigger Tyson Fury is than that guy, and he's already huge. He's ginormous. Oh my yeah. god, Tyson is ginormous. <sighs> I think he's like six eight. Gosh, he's and he's a got a belly on him too. Guy. Yep. Yeah, he has the ultimate dad bod, and don't let it fool you. Tyson Fury is probably he probably is the greatest heavyweight fighter in history and is that his real name too i mean come on yeah if... he was named after mike tyson right. believe it or not yeah the so the irony cool is here is mike tyson is actually gonna be in francis's corner right right which is a bit of a bummer to miss the fury i would imagine yeah but you know oh well oh well revenge is best served cold and he might just knock Francis out and then be like, well done, Tyson. Maybe you're next. It was, it was, uh, an eye opener for me to think that this, that 
that homie, that Francis wasn't even part of the MMA until he was 28 years old, hadn't even heard of it until 2013. Yeah. Dude, it's nuts. He really hasn't trained for long. <laughs> you know? I mean, look, if they ever put a John Jones fight together, John Ooh. Jones was the champion before Francis even started training. Mm. You know? Which kind of highlights something. But it also shows how amazing it is that Francis was able to take that belt. And it wasn't just that he's the hardest puncher. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a great skill set to have. Yeah. But when he fought uh, Ciro Gan, who is like a very agile heavyweight fighter, he moves very quickly, very well. Um, Francis had a, like his knee was all fucked up. So he had to wrestle him. He had to change up his game and he's not a wrestler either, like traditionally. And he managed to out-wrestle him, score points, and win the belt. I mean, that's a real champion. So, I mean, you know, when Francis was on Rogan the first time, he talked a lot about escaping Cameroon and working in the salt mines and just, or whatever it was. Was it salt, sand? Mm. Something. Awful conditions. Terrible. And he just he just has no quit. He has a very strong mind. Um, a ton of determination. Uh, he's a special dude. I like how calm he sounds too. You would never, if oh, you yeah. close your eyes and listen to this, you wouldn't think that he's like this giant juggernaut of a man. Good word. Yeah, he seems very humble for sure. Mm. I like. I liked his the points he was making when he was talking about, you know, not becoming full of yourself, right? Not don't ever think that you're better than somebody else ever, 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 because it's going to screw up your game. So fast. Always yeah, a good message. Always know that there could be somebody better than you. Don't ever think that you're the best because it's going to bring you down real fast. I, I really, that one hit home for me. Well, it's a lot of pressure at the top. I think, yeah. I think guys that win the belts, you know, and get there, I think that they start to realize that real fast. Yeah. Like you got to be real careful about thinking you're the best because you'll get, you'll get soft fast and, and yeah. people are hungrier coming up than you might be on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also lonely at the top, buddy. Might be. Yeah. Might be. Well, well this I'm fight's going to be insane. I'm glad he stopped drinking sodas. I think that's going to help him. Okay, good job, Ridiculous. buddy. Ridiculous. <laughs> Some of the stuff he was saying about nutrition, I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I Did feel like somebody that might... just tell you this? You're a fucking world-class athlete. <sighs> Well, it reminded me of when I would when I traveled to South America, how there's just Coke everywhere. Everybody drinks Coca-Cola. And Bro, I was gonna say, whoa, what kind of Oh, you know what other kind of Coca? Uh yeah. No, the drink. Okay. Everybody's Mm -hmm. drinking it down there. You know, it's like water. They have like fruity flavors, don't they? Water's unsafe, you know. They're drinking Fanta or Coke. I mean, I, I had a buddy down there who was running this uh this hostel. And when I met him, I mean, he was drinking Cokes in the morning with breakfast every morning. It's just what they, it's just like, it's almost like a, uh, you know, a status symbol, right? If you're drinking Coke, like you have money, you know, cause you got to buy it. But mm-hmm. It is a strange thing because man, that stuff's horrible for you. Don't, don't drink that soda pop. Sugar will kill you. Especially when you're training to become the, the, the biggest heavyweight champion in the world. You would think his trainer yeah, would have maybe given him a hint on that. Yeah, not good. 
Yeah, you would think so. You would think that somebody had been like, nah, dude. But at the end of the day, I mean, the, He's it's a not impossible to believe that you couldn't work out so hard that at times a few super sugary <laughs> drinks might actually not be all that bad for you. Yeah, but wasn't he saying he was drinking like six or ten Cokes a day or something? Yeah, that that's obviously not good. Buddy. That's probably not gonna work out. All right, well, who do you think is gonna win this fight? You're the you're the MMA bro. Who who's got the who's got the up on this one? Dude, it's boxing. Tyson's the best. Mm. Um and Francis is you know, I don't even think ever had a professional boxing match. He's not Mm. gonna win. Mm. Okay. Yeah, there is Zero chance. Mm. Now, there's always a chance. They call it a puncher's chance. There's always a chance, but you wait till the odds come out, dude. There you go. That will tell you everything <clears throat> you need to know because the odd makers are better with boxing usually than with MMA, and it that's going to say it all. Like yeah. You're probably going to have to put a million dollars on Tyson Fury to win 10 grand. I probably not. It won't be that ridiculous, but it's gonna be fucking clear. There is almost zero chance that Francis win. Though saying that, you never know. And if it did happen, it would propel Francis to the stratosphere of fame. Because, oh my God, what a story! Like Love that, it would make the rematch worth hundreds of millions for both of them. Mm. And I don't even know if the UFC could afford to get him back for any reason. <laughs> it's probably not. That's cool. So when is this fight? It's in June, he said? Or that's when he signed up for it. When is the actual fight? Uh, let me look it up. Uh... This def- this reminds me of the, the Kurt Angle uh, interview, which we'll get to next. But Joe has talked about this plenty of times about the weight classes, you know? Yeah. And how it's it's just insane how you're fighting on the same day. Well, not in MMA, but in like in wrestling, right? Where you're fighting mm-hmm. on the same day that you weigh in. Holy shit. That is seems yeah, so nuts. dangerous. So dangerous. But in boxing it doesn't matter, right? The weight classes are so much cl- closer together, right? Um yeah, they're they're closer together. People still cut weight, but for these guys at heavyweight, they don't need to worry about they're that. They're both huge. Like yeah, they can just be massive. Are they both I mean, like they're so big, they probably have to make sure they weigh in at the maximum, which is probably like 269. Woo. He might even be heavier. I don't know what Tyson weighs. He's a big fucking dude. Anyway, the fight is October 28th. So okay. one month from today. Nice. Right before Halloween, baby. Cool. Fury. Nice. Oh, so I'm going to have to up. watch this I'm one. looking up his weight. Oh, he's 269. So yeah. <sighs> He weighs in right at the limit, and he's six foot nine, dude. And how about how about uh, Ty, or excuse me, Francis? What's his weight? Uh, Francis. He's got to be what within twenty pounds of that, right? Hang on. Do, 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 do. Give me a second. Sorry. <laughs> Two fifty eight. Yeah, he's oh. close to that weight, which is nuts because he has a fucking six pack. It's Buddy. like, damn, son, maybe you should uh, throw some Coca-Colas in there. Oh, love that. All right, well, good luck to both of them. I can't wait to watch that fight. Let's go. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty dope. I wanted to just see what else. Oh, I wanted to touch a little bit on 
um, you know, just some of his negotiations with the UFC. I, mm. I mean, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that the UFC didn't keep him. Um, I love what he's doing, though, heading over that. It's going to make for a great fight that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. I like when people are going between promotions, you know, they're like MMA guys are going over to boxing and vice versa. And now uh, the UFC has been bought up by the same company that owns WWE. So there might be cool crossover stuff there. Who no knows? more Vince McMahon. I mean, stuff though. like that I think is good for all the sports. But so he, so Francis now signed with the PLF. Uh, that's another fighting organization. They have a lot of money. They're paying him really <laughs> well. Put in his contract that anybody he fights get also gets you know gets two million dollars and he can get more, which is amazing. Sweet. So he's making sure that all fighters are making good money, which is cool. And you know he just he had some beefs with like how they would keep extending the contracts in the UFC and vice versa. And here's the thing: it's like I love the UFC. I love what they've done for MMA. Like it wouldn't be anywhere what it is today, the MMA in general, without what the UFC has done. It really came ahead of all the other type of fighting organizations like Pride. And it's it's the best. It's the best. It's the peak. However, they've been very much in control of a lot of the negotiations and these sorts of things. And it never hurts for occasionally to have these fighters come out and and really advocate for other fighters yeah and you know i believe what he's saying is true i don't think he was being greedy i think he was just trying to make things fair and love that there seems like a lot of pressure on ufc fighters to fight even when they're injured as well which i don't i really don't care for that you know i hate it when fighters have to drop out because of injury that happens a lot and we get excited for fights but yeah. I really don't want people to be like maimed, no. you know, or have like lifelong horrible medical issues because of these fights. Like it's you want both. You want entertainment and then you want people to not ultimately be completely fucked up. Isn't that getting better, though? I mean, we if we're going to segue into Kurt Angle here, I mean, when he was wrestling, he, how many broken necks has he had? And they're just they just want him to stay on the mat. <laughs> Too many. It's crazy. Yeah. Too many broken necks, man. Buddy. Not good. Yeah. Not I mean, I, I, ca- I can I can imagine with that much pain and that many neck breaks, you're going to get addicted to painkillers for sure. A hundred percent. Well, he won a gold medal at the Olympics with a broken neck. Yeah. How amazing. does that make any sense at all? Yeah, I mean, he said he broke his neck four times, so he absolutely broke his neck four times. And yeah, I, I, Dude, I won't even go to the gym if my calves are really sore. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, I'll be like, if I do like a massive calf workout, I mm. go for a run. I'll be like, nah, just take the day off. Mm. Your vagina is like, your vagina is so sandy right now. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I like to take care of myself, bro. Oh, okay. I okay. don't want, I don't want twelve broken necks. Thank mm. you. Nice. All right, I'm not trying to win a gold medal, but it just shows there's different levels to human beings, and he's an exceptional one. And an absolute legend of a WWE fighter. I remember when he went into the WWE. It was pretty exciting because he was like known as like the legit badass. Like he yeah. literally could fuck everyone up or at least wrestle them. 
Yeah, I, I liked, I appreciated his Stone Cold Steve Austin, co- his comments about Stone Cold. Like, that's really, mm-hmm. he was so inspired by that dude. Yeah. And uh, Stone Cold was so badass. You know, always smashing beers on his head. You forget about, or at least I for, had forgotten about how, what a, what a fun, um, theatrical side that most wrestlers have. Like you have to be, uh, not only an artist in the ring, but really, uh, you have to know how to act, right? It's all, it's all an act. You gotta be a character. Yeah, dude. For sure. You gotta be a character. Yeah. Like Ric Flair. Oh, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, I feel like the guys in the 80s were better because they were more <sighs> ridiculous. Macho man, dude. Come on, oh, macho dude. man. Some of those Jake guys the were snake. Macho man, like almost every time he spoke, I thought he was going to have a stroke. He would just scream like and just everything was so tense. Oh, yeah. Those guys were they, they must it. have been doing an eight ball of blow before they got on those those television screens back in the 80s, dude. You'd imagine. Or maybe yeah, it was just the imagine. steroids. I don't know. It was all of the above. They yeah. were redlining everything. And then they, you know, not that they calmed down in the 90s, but, you know, they were just, like, more regular and the rocks just out there, like, hey, what are we cooking? You know, not right. as much screaming intensity. I'm a little upset that, that Tony didn't end up taking the job of of being a writer. Too. Come on. But he followed his dream, and you got to give him respect for yeah, that. Yeah, you like, do. That must have been such a difficult choice to make because as a completely broke comedian, yeah, you know, even one as talented as Tony, but let's be honest, only he knew what the potential of his talent could be. Right. Like, if he wasn't even headlining then, and people were going to offer him six figures to go do a job that he has been a fan of, a massive fan of his whole life. I'm yeah. amazed he turned that down. I am too. Props it's to crazy. Tony. Tony Hinchcliffe is the man. Well, can we just no say doubt. the new owners of WWE, right? Cuz cuz uh Vince sold it, right? How long ago did Vince sell it? It wasn't that long ago. Okay. I think he, they sold it to Endeavor. Can we can we please hire Hinchcliffe just as like a, a an in, uh, not an intern, a freelancer? Come on, let, let's not make a move. Maybe that now that Vince is out of out of it, out of this deal, they could like do it. some it's side work. Point. They do some side yeah. work. He doesn't have to move to Connecticut. Can we just bring Tony in as as a as a writer, please, for the next five years, two years, one year, well, whatever it is? They they already talked about getting Vince McMahon on the podcast. Yeah. If that happens, right? Which hopefully please. now that he has more time. If he goes on Rogan's podcast, that would be amazing. Tony could be in there, and that is definitely an idea that needs to be pitched. Yeah. They, Absolutely. They, that would be fantastic. I would love to see what he comes up with. Just let Tony create, like, one wrestler for us. Just give him one guy. Yeah. Give him give yeah, him a persona. He writes, he writes the whole narrative <laughs> yes, for the yes, one guy. Yes. Come on. Fucking hilarious. So good. I love it. So good. And I'd love to hear hear Vince McMahon. I mean, what a what a psycho, really. Not in a bad way, but the guy sleeps two hours a day. And then what I did some research and on Reddit it said that yes, he only sleeps two hours a day. He's such a workaholic. He clearly has a vision for everything. You know, Tony mentioned that too with some of the writers. Vince would say, Nope, it's not good. Change it. Like twenty minutes or an hour before they got on camera vince would say nope start over i need something completely different 
So these these oh writers are getting God. worked to the bone to create these characters, and then the actors have to play it out so quickly. But what I was getting at is there was it sounded like there was one day out of the week, and again I got this from Reddit, so I don't know if it's true or not, but it was saying that one day out of the week, Vince would sleep all day long, close the shades, black, you know, get everything dark. He's like a, he's a vampire, dude. But yeah. one day a week, sleep all day, and then the rest of the week, just two hours a night, he was fine. <laughs> God, that sounds like a meth addict. Imagine how much more shit you would get done, though. Wow. Right. I mean, and look, dude, his mind still works. He's, what, two years younger than Biden? Yeah. And he's stronger than I will ever be. Oh, yeah. He's even ripped. at my peak. He's, like, not young, dude. He's an old man, and... Squatting, what did they say, like a thousand pounds or something insane? Mm. Was that even possible? How much can Vince McMahon squat? I don't Let's know. See if the Google has this. I don't know, buddy. Uh, I will like to say, I would, I'd like to bring up the the fact they went, they went over this a while, you know, for the a hundred thousand deaths a year from opioids. You know, we've, oh, yeah. we've heard it plenty of times, but the, the whole hospitals being for-profit businesses, how do we Gross. get into this predicament? I mean, this is just so, yeah. this is, it's hospitals, just so messed up. for-profit, prisons, for-profit. Thank it you. It seems like it's going to be a problem, folks. Maybe we shouldn't do it that way, huh? How about Patrice well, taking the job and getting fired by McMahon uh-huh. six times? <laughs> yeah, so... Patrice O'Neill, uh, Tony was saying, took the job that that um, Tony was going for. And because of conflicts with stand-up, Vince just kept firing him and rehiring him. It sounds like Vince McMahon is a dude you do not want to fuck around with. You either play his game or you get the fuck out of that. But it also sounds like everybody has mad respect for him, too, because of that work mm-hmm. ethic, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, look what he's done. I think they just sold the WWE for like $21 billion, dude. Come on. Yeah. Put that in perspective. The UFC sold for like four point two, And that was massive profit. I mean, 21... So you're telling me WWE's worth half of what Twitter was? Mm. Like, holy shit, what an organization. Have you ever been to a live WWE? No, sir. Dude, it's amazing. Oh, so much it's energy. so fun. We went to one in Ohio. Two of my buddies from England came over. And I was, like, trying to think of, like, stuff we could do. And I saw these tickets. So I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm getting these. Nice. Just kind of surprised them with it. They, You know, it's not like – like, we were fans all when we were younger, but we hadn't watched it forever. We were, like, in our 20s now or then. And we went. It was incredible. And what was great, this is after Hulk had, like, retired – but all like, yeah, he wasn't really wrestling anymore, but he just showed up and <laughs> yeah. just got in the ring, did his whole wave the hand and like put it to his ear thing on oh, each yeah. corner of the ring. Dude, the place I have been to games, concerts, you name it. I have never seen energy in a crowd like that ever. That's awesome. And it was just fucking like Monday night. It was like Monday night roll, whatever. It was just regular. The, so good. The closest I've gotten to that, I was eight years old. First concert I ever went to with my dad was uh, the Jump Tour with, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. Van, Not Van Halen, but uh, 
Oh gosh. Why am I spacing his name right now? The freaking guitar player for Van Halen. What the hell is his name, dude? Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Yes. Oh gosh. I feel so dumb right now. Eddie Van. Well, it's Eddie Van Halen, right? I'm, yeah, I Eddie fe- Van Halen. I feel like we're going to have to delete this out because I feel so silly right now. But he, I mean, I remember the energy in that crowd when he came over on a surfboard. He like flew into the crowd. This is at Cobo Arena in downtown Detroit in the 80s. Love that. Yeah. Cobo Hall. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But I can imagine. I mean, I, dude, I grew up watching WrestleMania, WWF. Hello. Who didn't in the yeah. 80s? Who didn't? You go to your rich friend's house who has fucking pay-per-view and you go watch it. It is a event. Yeah. And then you just basically like jump on the couch and hit air all your friends with pillows and try somebody <laughs> exactly. tries to slam somebody. Exactly, dude. And it's absolute chaos. And <laughs> it's just the best. But, you know, again, going back to him and Oxycodon, he, he was saying he got 120 pills a month. Mm. Like, thank God he's so physically strong, because I don't know how your body would have even kept, like been able to deal with that. That's so many. What oh, did he have? Crazy. Like eight doctors? No, he had even more so than he that. Could get dude. all that stuff. He had even more than that. <clears throat> he was saying to. he was getting twenty four hundred pills a month, dude. Wait, what? Yeah, and I'm sorry, oh, I didn't. I mean- heard that completely wrong. And, and hello, I need to retract on Eddie Van Halen. I knew I was screwing this up. It's, it was David Lee Roth, dude. The other half oh, of Van Halen. Oh, yeah, yeah, David yeah. Lee Roth saying jump, and I apologize, guys. It's, it was I was eight years old when I went to this concert. I had a bit of a brain fart. That was clearly David Lee Roth that I went to go see, but anyway. Right. Well, that's kind of embarrassing for you. It is. Solid. It is. I'm it embarrassed. Really is. And we, we're going to keep it in. We're not going to edit it out. Jump came so out in 19... 19- stays online forever. Jump came out in 1983, and... year after I was born, buddy. Let's go. That's a good song. So it, still, it still has its place. If you're, like, really drunk at a <laughs> wedding and, you know, the night's winding down and then they put that on, you, you're into it. You're into it. I mean, he made a, an entire career off of that song. Let's be honest, dude. He made an was entire... he really only famous for that one song, and, it... and then they kicked him out of the band? Well, no. This is after he was out of the band, dude. Well, no, sorry. It was a it was a single. Um, you know, but but this is Jump was at number one seventy seven when it debuted, but it's listed as, oh, sorry, it was listed as one seventy seven out of five hundred greatest songs of all time. Not bad. Yeah, so it was I, on the I Van Halen record. I think Jump was when he was still in Van, Van Halen. Though. Yeah. It wasn't a single afterwards. Right, 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 right. He did that, and then he was like, I'm the band, I'm the best, and then he went, nah, and then they kicked his ass out. Yeah. Well, and ego, did, ego is not your amigo. That's it. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. I appreciate it, Todd. As always, good breakdown of some interesting pods this week. Um, absolutely buddy very exciting check them out folks thanks as always for listening we love you and we'll talk to you next time all right y'all peace out